0: Thank you. Good morning sports fans, bettors and cappers and welcome to the daily competitive hedge podcast. I'm your host of the show Kenneth Cotterill and this morning's show is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about everything from the daily news dump to games to keep an eye on from a betting perspective. We talk about some of the big games on the slate and then we cap it off with our three team parlay of the day. But it is a weekend, which means we're going to go a little bit more in depth once all of that is done. We've got a special guest, Cole Rains, joining us in about 20 minutes here to talk about the NBA playoffs. Because after last night's results, we now know what the second round series are in the NBA. So we're definitely going to get into those today. Uh, But before we get into today's episode, we want to give our player shout out today to Zion Williamson, maybe. Um, he was quoted as saying that he couldn't sign an extension fast enough. We're hopeful. I mean, that, that Pelicans team had a good season. Uh, they were below 500, uh, for the entire season, but they got into the playoffs. Nonetheless, they won six game or they got to game six with the Phoenix Suns. And so this is a team moving forward that has a lot of talent with Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, Jonas Valanciunas and Herb Jones, if you throw Zion Williamson into the mix at 100%, that is a scary team in the Western Conference. So the shout out is a maybe because we didn't see Zion play all year. Let's wait and see if he's just given us some lip service or is he actually going to stay with the Pelicans and play for them next year. So with that, today's episode is also brought to you by Bet99. For all our Canadian listeners, Bet99 offers you a sports welcome offer when you join today using the promo code SHOOTERS. Bet99 will match your deposit 100% up to $600. So head over to Bet99 today to make your bets. Use the bets on here. We've hit on parlays on three of the last four days. Uh, No parlay hits yesterday, uh, but that's all right. Uh, We still had a good day betting-wise because... The player prop yesterday was Desmond Bain over 21 and a half points. That one hit with relative ease yesterday. He played very well for that Memphis Grizzlies side. The over did not happen in that game, though. We gave too much credit to the T Wolves to give us some offense. And unfortunately, they were unable to deliver. The LA Dodgers did cash yesterday at minus one and a half. They won 520 against the Tigers. And then the Angels and White Sox, they broke our heart. Uh, they just. It was over six and a half. They got to six. They even had the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth. But unfortunately, we're not able to deliver that last run for us. As far as the hedge lay goes, Rob hits once again, six and oh, the Padres run line yesterday. That was a big one for him. We had Mario with the Boston and Baltimore over seven and a half. That one was not close. It was three to nothing yesterday. A lot of stranded runners, though. It was definitely a game that I kept an eye on throughout the night and unfortunately they just weren't able to deliver and then Cole with the Cleveland Oakland A's no run first inning and they scored plenty of runs in the first unfortunately but we'll give him a hard time once he gets on the screen here about that one but nonetheless those no run first innings are a ton of fun it's a great gambling rush for you always bet responsibly but it is a rush when you get to uh, just watch that first inning and see what happens. Hope that the pitchers come out dealing. So let's get into that daily news dump that we talk about every episode. Starting with the Minnesota Timberwolves and Memphis Grizzlies game. 114-106 was the final. The Grizzlies advance in six games. Once again, Minnesota with a lead in the fourth quarter. And they weren't able to hold on. So they take advantage of that. John Morant was 17-11-8. He was doing some dancing after the game. He actually didn't have a great series. He's going to need to step that up in the next round against Golden State if they're going to have a chance. You had Bain with 23, Brooks with 23, Clark with 17. Even Jaron Jackson Jr. showed up yesterday. He finally delivered with an 18-14 and game. That was huge for them, and it's ultimately why they were able to win that game six. On the Minnesota side, Carl Anthony Towns with 18-10. and Anthony Edwards, though, was the star for them on the night with 35-5. and And then you had McDaniels pouring in 24 off the bench. He had a great game. Let's see what happens with this Minnesota team. D'Angelo Russell did not have a great playoff run. He's supposed to be their third guy there. Will he be a part of their long-term plans, or are they going to go a different direction? Anthony Edwards heading into year three. I think a lot of people are projecting him to be a first-time All-Star next year. So let's see if he can deliver on that. And Carl Anthony Towns, let's see if he can be a bit more consistent moving forward. This is supposed to be his Minnesota team and he was very hot and cold in this series and finishing with just 18 and 10 in a do or die game at home is that going to cut it as a franchise star moving forward? then the second one we had was the Mets and Phillies game that we talked about yesterday big game big pitching matchup. I mean just three to nothing for the Mets, but the story here was five pitchers combined to no hit. Them <laughs> McGill gives them five innings pitched, and then they go to Smith, they go to Rodriguez, they go to Sligo, and they go to Diaz. All around a great performance by the Mets yesterday, and that pitching staff one of the best pitching staffs in the majors. And they've been delivering early on in the season. And number three, we've got the LA Dodgers and the Detroit Tigers game that we talked about. Dodgers five to one final. Uh, Justin Turner, he was almost our player shout out for hitting a bomb and being on our fantasy team. But one bomb doesn't cut it for the player shout out of the day when Zion Williamson could be staying. So, uh, Taylor added a bomb as well in that game. So, overall, a big day for the Dodgers to win five to one, and they deliver on the run line and continue to roll. And then, lastly, we had the NFL draft day two yesterday. And there were some notable picks made starting off right away with the Green Bay Packers finally selecting a wide receiver in Christian Watson. Uh, People are wondering, are they going after Debo or are they going after DK Metcalf? Well, they finally drafted a wide receiver yesterday. Uh, Fans, I think, were clamoring for them to finally do it. They take, I believe it's the seventh wide receiver off the board. We saw Kenneth Walker, the running back heading to Seattle. That was a big pickup for them. Uh, That's an interesting backfield. We'll see what Chris Carson has left and some other players there. Then we had Desmond Ritter heading to Atlanta at 74. Uh, They already have Marcus Mariota, so are we going to have a little bit of a QB battle in camp, or is Mariota going to get the start week one? We'll have to wait and see. Willis to Tennessee at 86. Once again, Tannehill seems like the guy. He should be the guy moving forward, but will we see Willis maybe throw... A little bit of a wrench into their long-term plans. Maybe he plays well in camp. Cowboys drafted wide receiver Jalen Tolbert. They obviously lost Amari Cooper in the offseason. They traded him to the Cleveland Browns, so they needed to bring in another receiver, and they got one at 88. And then Matt Corral, the quarterback, heading to Carolina. Interesting QB situation there with, with Sam Darnold and others. So Corral, we'll see if he gets a start at some point. Uh, in the season Carolina is not going to be a great football team so we may see that sooner rather than later all around though for through two days to only have four QBs three of them taken that late it was a very interesting first couple rounds of the NFL draft in a week QB class but a lot of teams upgraded at significant positions whether it be the O-line the D-line or even in the secondary lots of picks there so let's move on let's talk about the game lines to monitor today Uh, Red Sox and Orioles is the one that we're keeping an eye on. Rich Hill for the Red Sox. They haven't officially announced a starter yet. We're waiting to see what happens there. We're thinking it might be uh, somebody different there, but uh, we'll wait and see on that line moving forward. Uh, Then in the EPL, we're keeping an eye on the Man City and Leeds game. This is one that we bet this morning. We actually, firstly, we bet Liverpool this morning. I wasn't getting up at 5.30 kickoff uh 730 on the east coast but Liverpool they I bet their first half money line there was real no value taken -330 for the full time so we took the first half at -110 and they delivered one nothing we're going to run it back with man city this morning their first half money line is -138 they're taking on a lead side that they score plenty of goals but they also give up a ton we're anticipating that With Liverpool winning, Man City is going to deliver today as well on the EPL slate. We're getting down to it with those two teams at the top, and Man City has to come up with a big result. So if you want to throw them in a parlay at minus 325, you're not getting much value there, but the first half money line's there. If Leeds, for whatever reasons, can uh, earn a draw, plus 500 is there, and the outright win is plus 800 on that slate. So let's talk now about... uh, the player prop of the day player prop of the day has to go out to Mares on Man City to score today at plus 100. I think Man City's going to score plenty of goals today. I would take the over in that game as well. Mares has delivered with a great season. And I think he's going to continue that today at plus 100 to score anytime. I think that's great value. So let's move over now. Talk about the competitive lay of the day. This is my daily parlay that we put out on the show. Uh, three plays. You can bet them straight up. You can bet them in the full on parlay. No odds are minus 150 uh, or all the odds are minus 150 or better. Head over to bet 99 to make these plays. So the first one, this one, uh, the first pitch goes out in just over three hours here. It is the Arizona Diamondbacks plus one and a half versus the St. Louis Cardinals. They got Merrill Kelly going on the mound today, uh, heading up against Miles Mikolas. Uh, Both teams don't score a ton. The line's only at 7.5, which is relatively low. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think they keep it close. I think they even have an opportunity to win it outright. But getting the plus 1.5 at minus 145, I think, is great value there today. So definitely hop on the Diamondbacks plus 1.5. Second one is the Toronto Blue Jays. there in four hours' time here. Minus 1 versus the Houston Astros. Jose Barrios going for Toronto, and then the Astros have Luis Garcia. The Jays lost yesterday 11-7. Not a great pitching performance. I think it's a great bounce-back spot for them at home today. Afternoon game on the weekend. Crowd's going to be going. Bobachette needs to get going for this team, but I do like Vlad Guerrero uh, to continue to, to absolutely mash the baseball. So let's go with Toronto minus one. That's plus 105 today. And then lastly, Cleveland Guardians money line versus the Oakland A's. Shane Bieber on the mound. Even on the road, I like them to win this one. They've got Irvin going for the A's. The Guardians won nine to eight yesterday. Now they've got their ace going. I think they just continue to ride that momentum. This play is minus 150. Uh, And then that means the odds on this parlay are plus 477. So That is our parlay of the day. It's Diamondbacks plus one and a half, Jays minus one, and the Guardians money line. No NBA today and no point bet in NHL when the games don't matter because they're just waiting for the postseason. The alt lay play, if a rain delay or no play, we're going with the Pirates plus 145 today. They've got Brubaker on the mound. Really like that play today. So that is our alt line play. Yes, they're taking on the Padres, but they're at home. I think they're going to win a game this series, and I think it's with Baker going today. So with that, we are now going to welcome in our special guest to the show. He's the host of the Nothing But Airtime Show. He unfortunately gave us that no-run first inning yesterday, but I'm still excited to have him on today that is Cole rains Cole how you
1: doing today man uh it'd be a lot better if there was no runs in the first inning I'll tell you that uh, but no I'm doing well I'm doing well uh rainy day cold it's it's April 30th I'm waiting for the spring to hit that's awesome I'm cold though
0: for you because we're up here in Canada so what is cold in in Cole's territory
1: uh, being in Milwaukee, last week it was about like 65, and I mean, everybody was out and about, and Milwaukee's the drunk capital in the world, so you get everybody out and about drunk at 2 in the afternoon when it's 65. <laughs> Today, it's like 32, 33, um, so in a, a January day, that's good for Milwaukee, but for April 30th, pretty cold, so.
0: Definitely feel that. We had a blizzard like a week and a half ago. Oh. We're just starting to hit the the warm bit here. Uh, Golf course is opening up next weekend, which is great. So excited for that to happen. But we brought you on today, Cole, because we want to talk about these NBA playoff series. And we've got a lot of good series here for these conference semifinals. We're going to start in the east and you talk about Milwaukee. That's where we're starting. It's that Boston and Milwaukee series. We've heard that no Chris Middleton for this series so what do you make of this series obviously boston took care of business in four milwaukee took care of business in five uh but the boston result i think is a bit more surprising a lot of people had the bucks winning that series comfortably but the the all-out sweep on the nets might have surprised some folks so what do you think of this series what are your initial reactions um
1: middleton not being there is monstrous because Middleton sees green and he sees blood in the water. He loves playing the Celtics. He loves playing at the garden and him not being there hurts Um, because that allows the defense to even focus more on Giannis. And you saw that defense absolutely suffocate Kevin Durant. Guys like Robert Williams, Al Horford, Jason Tatum, Grant Williams, those guys will be uh taking the brunt of Giannis. And I think Giannis is a little different of a, a player than Durant. I think there's no uh, disagreeing there. I think Giannis will get his. It's going to be a matter to me, though, uh, of the bench guys, of the role players. You look at that series, and Giannis will get his 30. Tatum will get his 30, probably. And, you know, I think that will probably be a canceling out. I don't think you're going to see Tatum clearly outplay Giannis like you saw him clearly outplay Durant. So it's going to be guys like Marcus Smart and Drew Holiday. And is Grayson Allen going to hit threes? Is Derek White going to even show up? You know, he's on the Celtics. Is he going to be playing and hitting threes? Uh, I, so it's going to be an interesting, in that aspect of it, is Brooke Lopez, is Bobby Portis, are those guys going to be able to be hitting their threes? Because that's where this series starts and ends for me, are the roll guys and hitting threes. If the Bucks are hitting threes, that's going to give Giannis more time or more space to get into the lane where if those guys like Brooke Lopez and Grace Now and, and Bobby Portis, if those guys are not hitting, they're in trouble. So I, I, it starts and ends with roll guys and threes for me.
0: I think that's what I'm struggling with with this series. Obviously, I've got the Bucks' future bet to win the title, and Middleton going down was tough. But are we going to see Grace now hitting shots like he was last series? Because like the Bulls' perimeter defense was so poor, especially they're missing Caruso for a bit. They didn't have Lonzo the whole time. So when you're missing all of your perimeter defenders, he's hitting a lot of open threes and a lot of standstill threes. And I don't know if he's going to get as many of those opportunities. I think he's going to have a lot tougher shot selection in the series. We saw Portis putting up some big double-double numbers as well. Is he going to have that kind of impact? I think Drew needs to really step up. I think he needs to average close to 20 in the series for them to really have a shot here. But uh, that's, only, that's my big concern is, like, what's the shot selection going to be? We know that Boston defense is so suffocating that, you know, if they're hitting shots, as you said, this series... It's going to be great for Giannis. He's going to be a monster. But uh, it's whether or not some of these other guys show up. Brooke Lopez has to hit shots, too, um, for this Milwaukee team.
1: And, you know, uh, the yeah, the Bucks got away with playing Giannis at that, like, small forward, Bobby Portis, small forward position, whatever you want to call it, against that Bulls series. You know, uh, they had Caruso. And one of Iowa, Kobe, and then DeRozan, Levine, and Vukovic was their five for the most part. They throw Derek Jones out there sometimes. So the Bulls uh, were not that big. And after they lost that game, too, the Bucks just said, you know what? We're going to go souped up, and we're going to go Drew, Grayson, Giannis, Portis, Lopez. And they were able to get every rebound. They were able to suffocate the guys at the rim. You know, you look at the interior offensive numbers once that switch happened, and it's like, yeah, there's clearly – There's clearly a game plan here. Well, look at the Celtics now. Smart, Juice, Tatum, Horford, Williams, another big lineup. So, you know, the boards will be controlled. The interior defense will be an all-time high. You know, I feel like we're really going to get a a modern-day version of, you know, that 4 5 series with the Pacers and Pistons where you had Jermaine O'Neal and Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace and Ron Artest. You know, we're going to see some really, really good defense being played. And I I would like to I'm going to put it on the record here, Ken. I think the winner of this series wins the title. So,
0: yeah, I like whoever wins this series. I like them to definitely come out of the East. Um I want to see what happens out West. <laughs> Obviously, I'm hopeful as I said with the Bucks future yeah. bet, but as you said, the defense is going to be suffocating here, and that's why it surprised me that game 1 the over/unders 217 because yeah. to to me that's an under and and it's got underwritten all over it. Like I think we're going to be seeing like 106 to 100. Like, like, I don't see these teams scratching, like, 225 or 230. Like, the defenses are just too good on either side. And, yes, great offense can win out sometimes. But, I mean, the Celtics are minus five for game one. Um, I tend to I tend to lean the under because I just want to see how they're going to defend Giannis, how these other guys are going to hit shots before I'm prepared to start looking at the spreads. But that's kind of my initial reactions. What do you think of that game one line?
1: You know, uh it's gonna be a lot of game of changes so like I if I was to take an over I would probably be game one if that makes sense because you look at you look at you know okay we're gonna we're gonna let Giannis get his or we're gonna let Tatum get his and we're gonna we're gonna lock down everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like like this gonna be a game of changes. Game one often dictates game ones and twos often dictate how you're gonna defend the rest of the series. I mean look at the Bucks last year against the Nets look at the Bucks last year against the Suns. You know Durant had, had a big series. All right, we're going to throw Tucker on. I'm Giannis. You're going to patrol the lane type uh, stuff like that. So, if there was a if there was a game this series that I think, you know, oh, we aren't going to make any adjustments. We're just going to teal each other out. It would probably be that game one line. I think you're going to see this one crawl up to a, a 112, 108 game. And then these next couple of series, it'll, or the next couple of games in the series, it'll be a, a 106, 102, 104, 98, like stuff like that. Because, oh, we know Tatum likes doing this against Giannis. We're going to throw Brooke on the help side here or stuff like that. So the schematics, the, the tendencies on defense will change as game one uh, dictates. So
0: so give me your series prediction. Who do you think wins the series? How
1: many games? I think it's either going to be Bucks in six or Celtics in seven. I can't get a read on it, but I think the Bucks will either win in Milwaukee or Boston will take it four to three. So.
0: Yeah, I do like whoever the home team is for that closeout right. game. I think it is going to be the one that pulls it out. I had Bucks and Six as well. Um, I also just can't pick the Celtics. I'm a Lakers yeah. guy. Like I, I can't sit there and like actually say that Boston's going to win. As much as I was dead wrong about Brooklyn and I lost a lot of coin just constantly <laughs> thinking like they're going to figure it out. They're finally going to figure they it have out
1: Kevin tonight. Kevin Durant, Irving. How wouldn't they? How wouldn't they figure it out? Yeah, Calgary, exactly.
0: Irving. When we're talking about the other series, we got Philadelphia taking on Miami. Big news yesterday was no Joel Embiid for their foreseeable future. We knew that he was dealing with the finger issue. Now he's got an orbital bone issue. So we may not see him at all concussion as well. So, I mean, if it's no Embiid, I think this is pretty cut and dry that we're going to see a Miami win. But do you give any shot to Philadelphia in this series?
1: B-ball Paul's there. You got Paul Reed, and uh, you got DeAndre Jordan. Um, <laughs> I can't even say that logically. Uh, it all depends on Harden, right? Like, like that's that's all. That's like that's where it starts and ends now. Like I, with the Raptors series, it started ended on Joel because the Raptors don't have like a true big man. So now you're like, okay, well you're gonna have Jimmy, you're gonna have Lowry, you're gonna have probably some Oladipo, some Gabe Vincent, um, James Harden. And I'll tell you this, Ken, every game in Miami, I think I'm going to take Miami because Miami is very prone for some good clubbing, and we know how hard it is. So I I tell you right now, game one in Miami after a break, that's me pounding the gavel on Miami spread, all right? So. And, Harden's and on
0: Miami's his. minus eight, too.
1: Yeah. So we're expecting a blowout if he's yeah. out in South Beach. I'm hammering Miami spread, and I'm hammering Jim- Jimmy's unders. Brick Ross is having a tough one. I'm telling you that much. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it falls on Harden, and
0: and I did a show with Francis last week. We were talking about Philadelphia moving forward, and I said, well, Harden can be twenty five and ten and be fine, but that's if Joel is there. Now that Joel isn't. Like he has to step on the gas. He has to be 30 plus a game. And I don't know if he has that in him. He doesn't seem like, and and I I got criticized for saying like he doesn't care. And and that's fair. Like I'm sure he was doing doing
1: bicep curls after the game like two weeks ago. He was having a ball. No, I, but, but but
0: that's, that's what's confusing to me is like you just, you just have to look at his body compared to Houston to here. And it's just like I'm finding it very difficult to think that he's like a hundred percent all in on this. In, in Philly, I think he thinks he's going to get an extension. He's going to get the bag. And then, you know, next Post-time year, that's when right the there. expectations will really set in. But Maxi's had a good postseason. So is Tobias. And it's Tobias just after really that, good. after that, I'm I'm concerned. Like, okay, even if those three combine to give you 70 points. It's a lot on Danny Green. It's you need a lot of these him. other guys that, like, George's knee ain't. It's okay. almost like they could have used Seth Curry and an Andre Drummond in a situation like this, but for whatever reason, they're are sitting in. on the couch now.
1: Yeah, we threw him in. I, I Drummond can go away. Drummond's fine. Yeah, I, it's, like, the I don't, it's the Seth one that does it for me because even without Joel, like you could go probably some variation of Harden, Maxi, Seth, Tobias, Tobias, B-ball, Paul, George's Niang. You got some. You got some different. Things you can do there, but I don't know. I
0: I I, I just think it's it's pretty cut and dry for me. I think it's going to be a five gamer if we don't see Joel at all. Like they say, for the foreseeable future, I, I don't think he's going to play at all in the series. If for whatever reason he comes back, like game three or four, I could see them extending it a game or two. But I I just can't see it with those three. I know that Jimmy. He either drops 40 or he drops 15. But that Miami team, it's deep. Like Bam out of bio is going to be a problem in this series. Like I was looking forward to seeing Joel and Bam as a matchup. Just I don't know. It's weird that
1: I think the Sixers are better off without Joel because of that matchup. Like, like that's kind of like where I'm like, I know like Joel is clearly like far and away the best player in that series if he plays, but now you can like just spread the heat to death. Like you know what I'm saying. The whole thing with the Heat they're is play having... small.
0: They're gonna try and do what Toronto did, which is continue to play. Like Toronto obviously is more yeah. forward-based, but they're gonna play small. They're gonna just try and get out and run, I think, get mm-hmm. some easy buckets. Cause that's not what Miami wants to do. Miami is a very slow paced, like yeah, kind of clunky offense, yeah. like Lowry and like the really the only person on that team that can create his own shot is Tyler Hero. Because even Jimmy, like he has to At get time. to his thoughts and yeah. like yeah, but there's not a lot of shot creators on this team, so it's going to be clunky. If it gets into a slow pace game, I don't like that for Philly. I think they have to push the pace quite a bit, but yeah, I-, I wish that we could see that matchup because I did think that Bam, had he played a full season, would have been defensive player of the year, but yeah. he missed too much time, and then you get Joel, who was the runner-up for MVP. Some people's MVP, not mine, but it would have been just a fun matchup overall. So where do you see the series going? Who's going to win and how many? As you said, you've got Heat minus 8 in the first game and yep. the over/under's 208 and a half. So a pretty low line.
1: Can you give me Harden's PRA? That might be my hedge lay uh given the under there too. So. Uh.
0: <laughs> so So I can pencil you in for Monday Harden
1: PRA under. Absolutely. Okay, I have already penciled it in whatever the line sluggish.
0: is, you're locked in now
1: who's the who's the rapper out in Miami he'll be out in a. we'll see him on like a Sunday night Instagram story and Harden will be like two shots deep and like getting it going with uh the, with Jack Harlow that's who it's gonna be him and Tyler Hero will be out with Jack Harlow and we're we'll like what are we doing <laughs> we got a we got a playoff game tomorrow
0: it's so, like we're not concerned about Tyler yeah, like whatever yeah. he's gonna come off the bench yeah. probably get 15 but
1: James what are you yeah. doing man he, 30 and 10 is what I need tomorrow. Whoever ran the diamond city analytics where like you saw this steady decline of like strip clubs going up and hardened stats (laughs) going down. That guy needs a Nobel Peace Prize. I don't know who did it, but he did work that everyone needed in the NBA industry. Everybody needed it. So but but these are
0: the analytics that we don't talk enough about. And it's what we need to do moving forward. Like true shooting percentage. All right, whatever. But like what is what is the correlation between night out on the town and production? Like that, these are the things that we need to start monitoring Give as guys example. that bet the game.
1: Utah and Houston played each other all the time in the playoffs and Harden had monster series. <laughs> Can you imagine going to a club in Utah? Come on, come on.
0: Okay. So then in that case, would James Harden not be the greatest player of all time? If he played for the
1: Utah jazz, I think he'd be up there. I think, I think honestly, God, if we threw him, like when those trade rumors were going around, I was trying to get him in like Denver with Jokic. And I, that's probably not good because those two would eat and eat and eat. But I was trying to get like Denver or Utah or like Sacramento. No, we threw him in Philly. I mean, I guess Philly's a little better, but yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> too many, too many Eastern Conference games. You've just got too many Miamis and Torontos and and all these places that you can go. Like it's just Atlanta. You get Atlanta a couple times. Like I'll that's a, this. his if favorite. If you get a Bucks
1: Sixers series and I don't see Harden out at the club, I'm be a little disappointed. I'm gonna be a little disappointed if I don't see Harden out at the club last. Last, I think it was last season, we were out at the Potawatomi and uh, Joel and Pete was there throwing big money down on a, a blackjack table. So, uh, the guys float around. Milwaukee's like a little hidden gem to go out, and I would absolutely love to see if we get a 76 of these bucks just harden out on the town. So, <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm rolling with heat and five here. I just think, no, Joel, think it, it's six. terrible. I think it's going to be six. I think they probably could win game two. I think they'll take a game in Miami and then Miami will just turn it up and get a game at home.
0: I think they cruise game one, game two, they maybe get a scare, whether they lose or whether it's just really close. And then I think they pour it on. So I would agree there. So let's head over to the West. We got a couple of fun series out there, starting with the one seed, the Phoenix Suns, they're taking on the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic. Very interesting first round series there. Uh, Dallas didn't have Luca for the first three games. He came back and played game four, which they lost, but then they were able to close out five and six. Is this Dallas just being that good or is it Utah's just dysfunction got the best of them and they were able to pull it out? And then when we're talking on the Phoenix side, you've got Devin Booker went down. He came back and played. Didn't play well, but at least he got a game under his belt before he heads into this semifinal series. And they were able to beat the Pelicans in six.
1: So, what were your thoughts on those two series? I, if Booker doesn't play, I think the Suns are in a game seven situation. I, I, I know Chris Paul had a just absolute masterpiece in game six. And I'm not a Chris Paul guy, so I'm not going to touch on too much of that. But, uh, I think the Pelicans are a lot better than what people think. I mean, you were talking about it earlier in the show. You got the Herb Jones. You got Jose Alvarado and uh, Brandon Ingram. Trey Murphy's not bad. Jonas Valanciunas and CJ. So you got pieces there. So I I thought that, you know, they were going to give a surprise to the Suns. And now, you know, I look at the Suns. You'll probably throw bridges on Donchick, which is just, I'm assuming, like, he was your defensive player of the year candidate. You want him on the best player. They both kind of play a similar position, similar makeup. Um, so you have Bridges on Donchick. Jalen Brunson is really good. And I could see Jalen Brunson having a massive uh, series. And I, I, this might be the passing of the torch, CP3 to Luka. I, like, we've never seen second-round Luka. We've never seen Luka with some confidence. And I think – well, we've seen Luka with some confidence. But, like, coming off of playoff series confidence is a little different than beating the hell out of Oklahoma City in December. So I think I like the Mavericks, Ken. I think I like the Mavericks in this series.
0: I kind of do too. And I've I've been saying it on the show all week. Every time Jalen Brunson has a a big game, he's just adding another million onto the contract that he's going to get this summer. And I think he's going to tack on another six or 7 million this series. And yeah, as you said, it's probably going to be bridges on Luca. I think Brunson like Chris Paul's not a great defender anymore. Like I'm so sick and tired of hearing like he's a great defender. Cause he was five, six years ago. Like, no, it's like he's, thing. yeah. Like, like he's not the claw. Like he's, he's just, he's older and he's going to give it to you on the offensive end. Sometimes he's going to give you like 15 assists, whether he gives you eight points or 30 is yet to be determined. So I, I do think it's going to come down to how, how okay is Booker? Because we saw him play one game. And he wasn't great. So is he a hundred percent? Probably not. It's a hamstring issue. I don't see that just magically being fixed after a week and a half. So if he's not at a hundred percent, how are they going to defend Ayton? I'm curious to see, because he had a monster series uh, against the Pelicans, which is good to see. I mean, he proved that maybe that number one pick on him wasn't such a terrible decision, but get paid too. yeah, exactly. So, They've got a big four now. What are we going to get from the rest of the Mavs? We saw Dinwiddie had some moments, Finney Smith had some moments, but I think it boils down to if Brunson and Doncic are playing like a one-two combo that they did last series, I could see them winning it in seven. I'd, I'd preferred them to win it in six because I don't like a road game seven ever. But I, I think they have a good shot because I think this is Luka's ascension, and and, and I think two guys have ascended this postseason. I think. Luca finally getting that first playoff series, and I really think that Tatum, what he did in that series against the Nets, is why he's ascended as well. Absolutely,
1: and I think you're probably going to see uh, a Luca Tatum find. Like I, I, I want. I think the Mavs come out of the West. I just, I just feels goofy. The Western Conference feels goofy, and we can get to the Warriors and Grizzlies. I have no clue how to project that series. I have none because the Warriors are look like a buzzsaw, in the Grizzlies. Are super young, but they have all the talent in the world. I think the Mavericks ha- have the best player in the Western Conference right now. I think they have a lot of good perimeter defenders. When you talk about needing to guard guys like Chris Paul and Booker and Desmond Bain and John Morant and Steph Curry and Jordan Poole, like you have enough defenders with guys like Bullock and uh, D- Dorian Finney Smith and uh, Maxi Kleber's not too bad in the lane. Dwight Powell is pretty ba- uh, pretty solid in the in the lane as well. So I just it's it's an interesting. It's, an, it's going to be an interesting Western Conference playoffs. I feel so. I
0: I really do believe that the Mavericks can shoot their way to the West win too because they have so many shooters on this team and they just they like to spread it out. They like to spread it out. Have Luca go iso a lot and then he just creates and he's such a great creator. He can get to the rim. He hits the step back threes. I think he settles for a lot of step back threes, but he when he's on, he's <laughs> so. I don't really blame them there but when you look at the first game phoenix is minus six i tend to think dallas plus six in that game for game one um and then the over under
1: is at 213 so what do you make of that those lines for game one uh ken i'll probably take dallas plus six with you and i'm gonna take uh uh over three and a half chris paul whining Pushing Luka Doncic, getting in the face of Luka Doncic or Jalen Brunson, like I just, I just feel like that Like Luka has that little like Bill Simmons says all the time. He has the fu in him. Like we're like if he if he's giving you buckets, he's gonna let you know he's giving you buckets. And there's a guy on the Suns that routinely has been given buckets by guys like Steph Curry and uh, Giannis and little passer pass, like legit, like legit forever. Like he's been giving up buckets, big buckets in the playoffs since he's been in the league. I think this is going to be the forming of a rivalry. I really do. I think you're going to like next year, this will be a Christmas game. I think like you'll get like the, Ooh, Donchick Booker second round. Like, like this will be the late game Christmas game. I think this is gonna. I think the league's really going to try to push this uh, as a, as a rivalry. So, uh, and, and Chris Paul being there absolutely feeds into it. Um, so, but I will take Mavericks plus six. And I think Chris Paul is going to be uh, back on his BS for lack of a better term. So that's where I'm at.
0: Like my dream matchup is we get Dallas Memphis. Cause I'd love to see jaw Luca in the West final. I just think it'd be great for the league to have yes. young, talented guys getting further in the playoffs. And then we can start. Cause we talked a lot in the chat kind of about, you know, guys that are on their way out on the superstars list. Like we're starting to see LeBron's decline is definitely happening. Um, especially on the defensive side of things. I'm glad you aren't delusional. Kawhi didn't play a whole season. Anthony Davis is always hurt. And we always love to throw his name in there. But when you're not available, then it's tough to have you up there in the superstar status. But we're starting to see that like changing of the guard. And 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 I like to, I like to see it. Um, it bothers me that Chris Paul is getting involved so much with a role player in a first yeah. round playoff series.
1: Are we serious? Come
0: on. And and that's that's what bothers me about Chris Paul is that they talk so much about how great he is for the players. And I'm sure he does a lot on the player board that's like great for them and all, but he just gets wrapped up in a lot of dumb stuff. Like he got wrapped up with Rondo a few years ago, like over some BS from like a decade before. And it's like, you know, let some stuff go. Like who cares? It's a role player that caused an eight second violation and you had multiple times where you either like kicked them or you elbowed yeah. him in the face. Or, and it's like, why are you getting wrapped up in that and potentially getting suspended for a if, series that now matters?
1: If you're so good for the game and you're getting the press conference and somebody asks you who Jose Alvarado is and you say who that's not good for the game, pal. You should be like, yeah, he's a good scrappy young defender. Like, like just promote him if you're really this guy that is trying to promote the game. You're going to, You're going at it the wrong way. That's kind of how I feel. So,
0: so I'm going to roll with Mavs in six. I think uh, they get it done as well. I, I think that's going to be a very unpopular opinion because a lot of people fall in love with the well. The Suns are the best regular season team all year. And it's like so well, the Jazz multiple there, times. There's been plenty of teams like the Atlanta Hawks. Remember when they won the East and everyone's like, oh, they're so good, and then they got the whole swept. Team
1: got the Eastern Conference Player of the Month award. That was fun, Jeff Peake. I remember that.
0: Yeah, like oh God. Jeff Teague and like Kyle, Kyle Korver was all star. Like, what what are we doing here? So, I don't buy that. Now, the other series that you mentioned is that Golden State and Memphis one. So, I don't know what to make of it either. You mentioned it earlier. The reason why I don't know what to make of it is that Memphis has looked so good at times, but also like Minnesota blew a lead in every game. So like Memphis trailed in like every game in that series. There's and, part of
1: me that just wants to say Warriors in four, and it's just really easy. Like, like that, like I like I like part of me wants yeah. to say that. Like the, the, put it to this way, Steven Adams will be unavailable again because yeah, he's not playing. Because Carl Anthony Towns, they saw that oh, we can stress the floor. Adams is basically unplayable. So, what are the warriors gonna do? The warriors are gonna start their death five, the the Steph Clay, Pool, Wiggins, Dre. So then it's like, okay, now Steven Adams can't play. Jaron Jackson's not a great rebounder, and I absolutely see Draymond Green getting under his skin. Oh, Jaron
0: Jackson's like a non factor in the series, I think. Like I think he's gonna score like ten points a game, and it's like, oof. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to you're supposed to be their second guy. I think Bane's their second guy, but he's
1: supposed to be your second guy. I think Desmond Bane's the X Factor. I really do. I think Ja obviously, you know, he beat the Warriors last year that will have that storyline shoved down our throat, I'm sure. But um Wiggins Wiggins is Wiggins and Bane are the guys I have my eyes on. Obviously, like you, I, I love Jordan Poole. I put two dollars on Jordan Poole to win the finals MVP. Cat. I was big money on Jordan Jordan Poole, but that was the that was the I uh, saw so I I took so my I have three finals MVPs. I have Giannis, I have Luca, and I have Jordan Poole. So one of these is not <laughs> like the other, but it was one of those where I was like, I was like, I want a wild card that is like young, and he's like, yes, I'm here. It was between Jordan Poole and Tyrese Maxey, and I was like, Jordan Poole absolutely has the like, I can get hot and score thirty in a finals game mentality. So I was like, you know what, I'll take Jordan <laughs> Poole. Now, if the Warriors win the finals, I'll absolutely give it to stuff because he doesn't have it, but I don't know, it gives me some added incentive. <laughs> but uh, I, I think Desmond Bain and Andrew Wiggins are the X factors here because. I think Wiggins is going to be doing a lot of defending and helping out with the John Morant matchup. And I think uh, Wiggins is a pretty good defender and getting to the lane against guys like Draymond Green. And uh, I'm sure Camingo will be out there a couple of games. Uh, you know, that's not going to be easy. So you're going to have to have the Desmond Bain uh, emergence in the second round. You know, so hit a good game yeah. last night. So you're going to need it again. Because Memphis,
0: yeah, Bain's going to be an X factor. Brandon Clark and Dylan Brooks have to keep giving them like 15 to 25, whatever they're going to give on any given night in a series, but I could see Golden State in four, and I could also see this going to seven for whatever reason, and so I'm not going to bet like, I did a few like exact season score bets last uh, in the first round that I liked. I mean, I had Miami in five. I had uh, Bucks in five and a bunch of others, but I did the series
1: I, spreads like I did Bucks minus box minus one and a half. Can you believe that against the Bulls? They thought it was going to get to six.
0: Yeah. And, and people, people after that game too, um, my favorite game line to bet was that game four, because like they dismantled them. And then everyone's like, all right, here come the Bulls. And it's like, no. Like, so
1: the, the hot rumor, I guess, around town is that the Bulls had that game too it celebrated like they won the finals and trashed the locker room. So I just put all of my life savings on the Bucks spread <laughs> in the next game. I was like, I was like, Giannis is not going to take too kindly to that. And I doubled my life. No, I, no. I put a lot of money down on the bucks after I heard that. And at, at, good decision. They beat by like 40. So, yeah. um, you know, I think I, they had their scare and I think the bucks are ready and we'll see. So,
0: yeah, I, I see this being a Steph and jaw trade, like massive games. Like I think Steph at some point is going to have like a, 38, 7, and 5. And then the next game we're gonna see jaw with the same sort of numbers. And I think it's gonna go past, like, I think the over-under on the series is five and a half. I could see it going to six. (coughs) I'm I'm staying away from like the futures on this one. It's not a it's not a great betting series because as I said, Memphis trailed in like every game. So is it just Minnesota? was I think the warriors are gonna be blowing leads a mental disaster, or is it that Memphis just has that fight in them, that dog in them that's able to come back. And yeah, when you're going up against a team like Golden State, Golden State's championship tested, we saw game five, Denver controlled like the whole game, but then the Warriors just won out. Like they just, they had that mentality of like, yeah, we're never concerned. Like we hang around long enough, they're going to break and then they win. And I think if Golden State's up eight going into the fourth, I don't see them blowing leads in the fourth quarter in a series like this.
1: Uh, and there's so many different ways they can hurt you, and Kerr's a really good coach, and I just, like, part of me is, like, really wanting to lay that Warriors in four or five line just because I think that the Grizzlies, they've had their fun. They're a little too young. I think all the talent is there, but like you said, we saw just two young teams, Grizzlies and Timberwolves, absolutely fumbling the bag in the first series, so.
0: (laughs) It's like they were just trying to, like, figure things out. And that's, I mean, young team. That's what young teams do. Like they just don't know how to get it done in a seven or So then you get yeah. into a series like that where, I don't know. It, it was a, such a, it was a fun series to watch. Oh, I mean, one of, one of the better six gamers that you watch just because you've got Beverly being an irritant yeah. left and right, and then you've got Bane just dropping buckets, and mm-hmm. Jaw didn't play great some games, and neither did Towns, and yeah, it's it's just one of those situations where. It, they needed to figure it out. This is going to be huge for Memphis moving forward because now they know that they can win a series. Like I feel like teams that it takes them a long time to get over the hump. Um it just hinders their development. Like that's why I was happy that Luca won out, because I'm like, man, if he goes out in the first round for the third straight year, and I know that he missed time, but like mentally that that's gotta mess you up a little bit as a young player. So um, that was one of my concerns with them. I'm just trying to look up here what the uh series is or what the series line is for your Memphis in or your Golden State in four, uh, that you want to lay uh, the odds on. But uh, I,
1: I didn't for- realize Memphis was the Holton Woods attire seat. I'd probably take Golden State in four or five, I think I'd probably go five, but yeah, I know. Yeah
0: my my site still doesn't have up and i think it's just because the series ended last night so they mm-hmm. haven't even put out like a game line for game 1 they're still trying to figure out what they want to do there but um i'm rolling with golden state in 5 i think they just they win both at home they probably steal one in memphis maybe even game 3 memphis wins game 4 and then we're like oh maybe they come back and then golden state just takes care of yeah, it i think
1: i think memphis will win one of the first two in memphis just because also, I just is awesome.
0: Memphis I is Memphis has home court. So. Yeah,
1: Memphis is awesome. Yeah, I think they'll probably take like Game One and be like, "Ooh, this is going to be a series," and then like Games Two and Three will just be blowouts. So it'll be like, "Oh,
0: what a shame!" Like Golden yeah. State just back to being the winning
1: ways that yeah. they're at. But I think it's good for basketball. I don't know about you. So, no,
0: I think that it's great. When when I look at the eight teams that are left here, you know, you've got some some great franchises in there like Boston, Philly, Miami, Golden State. Now. But seeing some of these smaller markets, but also just like young player teams Mm -hmm. like the Lucas and the Jaws and you're finally seeing Tatum ascend and Miami's just a good collection of players. And, you know, Philly's got some top end talent like there's a lot of contrasting styles in the way that teams are built. You know, we're heading into these last uh, four series or these four series here and we're thinking, I don't see like a clear cut like they're winning the title. And, nah. and and that's been the case for the last however many years that you look at it and it's like, oh, okay, so they're going to win the title.
1: I think it's probably going to be the winner of the Bucks Celtics series. If Middleton was there, I, I'm with you. I think it would be Bucks all the way. But it's one of those where you look at the Celtics and uh, look at the Bucks last year. You know, they had their star ascend, Giannis. They were one of the best defenses in the league. They had injury luck with the Nets. They had injury luck with the Hawks go to boston now boston's one of the best defenses in the league they're having their star ascend they're having injury luck with middleton they had uh, they're gonna have injury luck whether they like devin booker is hurt and B is hurt you know so like they're they're having everything break right you know what i'm saying so that makes me think like just pure like mojo wise that boston has all of the uh makings to win the title
0: well, Cole, this was a ton of fun having you on, man, to chat some NBA. Uh, promote your stuff. What have you got going on in your world? And we really appreciate you coming on.
1: Uh, we've been a little slow. I've uh, just recently graduated college, so we've been a little slow on the content side of things. But uh, every Wednesday, we're on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. Every Wednesday, every anywhere you can listen our, to our show, on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, wherever you guys got. I'm there. I do our uh, weekly weekly fictional basketball matchups every Friday. Those are a lot of fun. I'm going to start getting some fan interaction on there, giving some fan teams, getting to be able to make a team. So we're going there. And then I'm hoping to get back on the uh, halftime app, doing some weekly kind of spaces. And obviously off the ball network, we'll be getting some spaces in the off season too. So. Uh, give me a
0: bet for today that you like. What What's one that you're looking oh, at that, that you...
1: Ice cold. Ken, Can, you can't do this to me. I've been ice cold. All right, here we go. Let's do it.
0: So uh, uh, I'll give you I'll give you the first one that's going to be a part of it today because Rob's already sent in his pick. He's itching okay. to go seven zero. Uh, he's got Giants run line today in the MLB. He's he's hit on back to back run lines too, which is what's been so impressive. You know our parlays we don't do anything more than minus one fifty because there's not a lot of value there. But Rob's been putting out some plus money plays that have been hitting. Um, I was so happy to see yesterday that he didn't send me Timberwolves money line because I definitely thought that was the route that he was going to go. And I was like, oh, I think Memphis is going to win tonight, but he definitely faded that one. So uh, we've got Rob's first one. We're going to be collecting another play outside of what Cole gives us here today for the three-team Hedgelay play. But we've hit on two Hedgelay parlays in the first eight episodes. Uh, So you definitely be up units if you've been tailing the parlays as we go. Uh, Cole with a very sad looking face when it comes to these betting lines. So I think you got
1: uh, it. I got okay. it. Cincinnati, Colorado over five and a half for the first five minus 135.
0: Cincinnati, Colorado over five and a half for the first five.
1: Yes. And it's minus 135.
0: All right. So we're locking that one in uh for coal we're going to collect one more we'll be putting out the hedge fans lay of the day in the next hour or so here i want to get this one out of the way uh with it being the nice weather it's beard art season up here in canada
1: so we're definitely don't catch any in the feet yeah,
0: I'm definitely uh, <laughs> definitely not a uh, put the can right in front of my feet like oh, some of I the understand. others out there. So I, I lot, keep my distance.
1: A lot of guys wear steel toes up here when we play. And we'll it'll be, it'll be in like jean shorts and steel toes because they want to have it right in front of them. Like, Come on. We had a guy we had to get into uh, media care because it went straight through his toe. That was fun because he was in flip flops. That was always fun.
0: Oh, always, an, always an exciting time. It definitely livens up the party yeah, when something nice. like that happens. But uh, Absolutely. This has been the Competitive Hedge Podcast. We'll be live tomorrow morning, uh, probably talking some NHL lines. We've got the NHL playoffs coming up here, uh, so we'll be keeping an eye on what some of those series are going to look like, maybe some future bets as far as those go. But uh, this has been the Competitive Hedge Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern.